Hello? Hello? I hope you can hear me. Um, I think I'm going to try to position you inside my... cassette player in my car, that's right, the iPhone fits exactly, like fits perfectly in a cassette player, iPhone 5, it's uh, pretty awesome, and I, uh, hopefully that's the right distance and height so you can hear me properly, if not, then I'm just gonna waste my breath, but either way, Talking out loud is uh, is a good way to put your thoughts out there, um, to see, to hear yourself saying it, see if it makes sense. Because if it makes sense to you, it would probably make sense to others. So I'm in my car. I have. Um, different car now. It's an old, uh, old car. It's an MPV Mazda 94. It's bigger than my old car. More room to put products. More room to sleep. Um, yeah, very, very good car. And it's uh, extremely efficient on gas on the highway. Very surprising. Probably like the most efficient car ever, even though it's so big. And uh, I am driving right now. It's pretty late, maybe 7:30 p.m. <clears throat> I just finished finished work. It's Saturday, um, December 15 or something like that, or 13. And I am driving to Kamloops. My friend Joey McGarry, and we're gonna be. I'm gonna stay over at this place, and we're gonna skate tomorrow. It's very exciting. It's very exciting to skate with uh, Joey, always, but more exciting this time because we haven't seen each other in a while, and. Um, skating the new frames that I made, the wizard frames, and I've been skating, we made them in two sizes, in 90 millimeters and 100s, and I've been skating the 90s, and a lot of people, or well, anyone pretty much that tried them, has been skating them, has been skating them on the 90s, that's uh, Joey, Todd, myself, Colin, Mr. Tim Horton, um, a few people, a few other people try it, but so far the four of us have been the only users of this uh, product, and uh, this product is really addicting, not recommended for kids or people with, uh, um, I'm kidding, it's recommended for everyone very, very recommended. But the point is that uh, 
uh, I live in Vancouver and I've been skating with Colin and uh, Todd and Joey live in Kamloops three, four hours away and they've been skating um, together. One time I actually skated uh, Uh, me and me and Colin has been using this setup for maybe two, three months. Uh, sorry, uh, maybe like four months. And uh, everything we filmed for Big Wheels Two was on those frames. Both me and Colin. By the way, Colin is the guy that has a few clips right between Joey's section and my section in Big Wheels Two. He has no title. He's the secret. Wizard is young, uh, but is uh, very promising. He's uh, a very good skater, very good filmer, very good editor. Um, definitely the most impressive uh, skater I ever met in, uh, in this age. Um, and he knows it, so anyway. The, yeah, so me and Colin have been skating a lot. He has been going to school. He go, he's going to school for um, film, editing, all this kind of stuff. Same stuff as Joey and uh, a lot of our other friends, Danny. The, the point is, um, we like since we started using the setup, we've been discovering a lot of new tricks and a lot of developing new skills and realizing how this equipment can make certain tricks that were never fun or never possible. Um, yeah, just makes skating so different. And our skating has been really kind of developing from seeing each other and uh, getting ideas from each other. And. Um, Todd and Joey, they didn't want to use the setup at the time uh, because they were filming for Big Wheels 2 and they really liked the previous setup that they were on. And, uh, and I also didn't want, want to let them try the setup because I knew that as soon as they try it, it will almost kind of make them realize that all the previous footage yeah, they wouldn't feel as good about their previous footage on the previous setup because it's almost like that setup is just a little better for what they were doing. But I think it was really good to kind of capture that uh, that time where they used that setup to the max, um, especially in Joey's section. Just how I'm talking about big wheels too. How how much, uh, yeah, it was the most responsive plastic skate uh, with removable liner ever seen. Like, I've never seen a video with, so, with anyone skating a plastic skate and using it so well. It was the best, um, the best example of how a skate 
can work with your body and uh, how responsive a skate can be, but yet a lot of flex and a lot of natural body movement. Uh, that's Joey's Big Wheels 2 section. Incredible. And yeah, the plastic boot and the Intuition liners, it just molds with you, like it becomes a part of you. And it's so, yeah, so intuitive to your body movement. But the wheel configuration, configuration definitely feels way better at least yeah it feels way better for me and now it feels way better for anyone to try that and it, there is no way I can go back to it you know like a traditional flat setup or, yeah you just there's no reason to do it uh, for me this is the new standard terms of like just a normal frame or a normal wheel configuration so yeah to those who don't know um, this frame is not really out on the market yet but we have a few frames we're making them in really small quantities uh, we're able to make them um, literally within a week so we Okay, well, there's going back, there's so much to talk about, but so the idea of the frame, or maybe I should even start before, that's uh, the idea of the frame. I, I work in the uh, shop task and I've been doing it for the past eight years, and the, a lot of my work is not with aggressive skates, it's with regular people that come into the store that um, want to have fun, enjoyable time on their inline skates. And what uh, um, a lot of people come in to rotate their wheels. So, as most of you would know, your wheels wear out in a specific way. Uh, when you skate on a flat setup, it would usually wear out where the front wheel would be the one that would wear out the most and then the back wheel would be the one that would wear out a little bit less and then the second wheel from the front would be the one that would wear out a little bit slower than the back one and then the third wheel from the, from the front would be the one that wears out the least. Um, the reason behind it is when you're turning or when you're pushing on your strides um, you're applying more pressure on the outer wheels and because you're mostly skating forward your toe seems is the one that is usually kind of working on your strides on, uh, or if you're like slowing down with your foot so the front wheel seems to always wears out the quickest and one foot would wear out more than the other foot because that's the one foot that would be the dominant and that's the foot that you would use for stopping. And uh, so when you rotate the wheels, you would take the first wheel on your right skate and switch it with the third wheel on the other skate, and you would make sure that the side that is worn out is 
now facing the outside. Uh, and then you'll take the second wheel and switch it with the last wheel and vice versa. So first to third, second to last, and vice versa. And that's a very like standard, that's how you know everyone rotates their wheels for years and years. So working in the store and having to deal with this nonsense all the time, I thought that it would, it would make a lot of sense to have a frame that uh, I didn't think it's going to make a huge difference, but I figured why not make the frame so when you put new wheels... Um, okay, wait, before this, the, when you rotate your wheels, right after the wheel rotation, the, the skate feels really off. Like it's not, it doesn't feel natural because all of a sudden you put it from a, a, for, you put the wheels from a position that was very, um, um, very natural, like the, a certain pattern, a certain wear pattern that uh, was created from your natural body movement and all of a sudden you're flipping it to the complete opposite. And it feels a little weird at first until you kind of get used to it and start uh, slowly you get back to that like more flat feeling and then slowly after that you get back into the like more natural rocker feeling but at that point you have to rotate your wheels again so I thought why not have a make a frame where the wheels would be positioned to follow that specific pattern of the like how your wheels would naturally wear out to create that natural instant feeling and then every time you put new wheels, it would feel exactly how it should feel. And I think it's really important for new skaters to basically collaborate, or collaborate, uh, anyway, like to make the skate uh, dialed in for the right movement of skating. For an experienced skater, they already know how to skate so they would wear out you know they, they would put a new skate on after 10 minutes they'll take a few like sharp turns and the wheels would start wearing out in a natural way so the movement would feel a lot better a lot more natural but for a beginner skater that is not gonna put too much force on the wheels is pretty much gonna start walking on, on the skates I'm talking complete beginners uh, for them, that little difference is so important because, you know, to a good skater it might take a day to get his skates dialed into a good natural rocker position. Um, but to a new skater it might take them a month, you know, if like 10-20 times of going out skating until the skate actually would start feeling good. So a lot of beginners that get skates Especially when you're going to the larger wheel size, I'm talking like 84 and 90, also depending on your foot size. So the bigger sizes, you know, they need at least, um, yeah, bigger sizes need bigger length of frame to be proportionate to, your, to their body and vice versa. Um, so, it's, there was a lot of kind of reasons why that natural rocker 
make more sense. And um, I did, I, I had the idea maybe two years ago and I talked to, kind of suggested it to one company, um, obviously because I work in the store, I'm in contact with some companies. So I kind of, you know, I was really open about the idea because I really think that it's gonna make inline skating way better, way, way better. Because it's so important that initial feeling of skating and a lot of people always wonder why, you know, skating is not that popular or, you know, um, why people are scared of it or why people are, you know, try it and they don't enjoy it. And uh, I think the equipment, especially for beginners, for people getting into the sport, uh, has to be really good. It has to give you good support. Has to be really comfortable. It has to um, be easy to control. Like you have to feel like you, you're in control. And the problem with a lot of inline skates, you put them on, and if you're, you know, heavier or you're not very co coordinated, the skate is not going to give you very much support. Uh, it will be really hard to control it if your foot is moving inside. So if the sizing is off. Uh, if the support of the boot is off, if the wheel size is off, it will be really difficult to learn how to skate for some people. Um, and that's, I would say, majority of people would have really hard time getting used to skates and learning how to control them and how to stop in them and feel comfortable and all that. So, but the, that's beside the point. So, comfort is really important for beginners, and that's why kind of the first product that I was really involved with and, and helped develop was the Intuition Liners that really increased comfort in skates. And um, the next step once, uh, yeah, the next step, once the skate is comfortable and then you can fit into like a, a stiffer boot. Because before the Intuition Liners, um, the problem that I saw on the market was uh, that people just want the soft boot skates, like the K2s or the, the soft boot rollerblades, because they're so comfortable. So the user is, you know, the most important thing to them is comfort. So. I realized that it would be a lot easier for us to sell skates and to get people enjoy skating and to get people um, continue skating if the skates are comfortable. And the problem with the soft boots, even though they're comfortable, they're, they, they're garbage for people that are heavier. They're just too soft, uh, like they're too weak, they don't have enough support. And uh, even though they're comfortable, the customer doesn't, or doesn't have control in them unless you're again unless you're a very good user and then you can kind of get by with whatever you have really strong leg muscle you don't really need all that support and you might want a soft light boot just to go skate on the pathway for exercise and maybe a soft boot will be good for you but again if you're a bigger guy heavier guy you're putting too much force on that plastic shell 
uh, that plastic weird little skeleton that comes in soft boots. Um, so people over 150 pounds or uh, beginners, they really need something more supportive. But you can't convince them to go to put a, a really a good skate, a supportive skate, if the comfort is not there. So. Um, so, 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 it was really important to create a liner that would allow people that are beginners that are looking for that comfort, comfort to still be able to enjoy, like, have a comfortable fit in a hard shell. And, uh, so at the time, yeah, that's what I felt was the most necessary, like, product to the market. Plus, those liners are stiffer, they increase performance, uh, making the skater better, bottom line, and skating, giving you more control, more comfort, you can skate longer hours, etc, etc. But then I, I wanted to continue, obviously, and make other parts of the skate better, and the big kind of confusion that I had was what is the the right wheel size for people. And when I had the idea of the natural rocker, well, so that the right wheel size that we sell in the store at the moment uh, is, or we were selling at the time, was 80 millimeter wheels would be kind of like the best all around. Uh, what I mean all around is kind of all purpose type skate to the average user. Most people that want to try inline skating, they just need one type of skate. So, the average user, I guess I feel it needs something like a hard shell, like a Seba FR, and then the Intuition Liner would allow them to fit into like a smaller shell of that FR, giving them a lot of control, a lot of comfort. Uh, and for the wheel size, uh, up to size 9, it's 80 millimeter wheels. So the length of the frame is 243 and it just, you know, just sticks out, the wheel sticks out a little bit in the front and in the back. And then for people that are size uh, 10 and above, 10 US and above, the wheels should be uh, slightly bigger. So they would give this a similar experience. Uh, so it's 84. So up to size 9 it's 80, size 10 and above is 84. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, when they start skating, they need a skate that they can control easier. But once they get used to it, they want to have a little bit more speed. Uh, they want the experience to be more fun and have better shock absorption, have a little bit longer glide with the bigger wheels. But when they're starting, if they get wheels that are too big, it makes it very difficult to learn how to skate and control the skate. So that's why we go with 80 and 84. But for experienced skaters, I would go uh, kind of like one size up. So people like with smaller feet have at least 84 or even 90. And then, you know, people with bigger feet, definitely 90 and maybe even 100s to the like larger sizes. Um, and then, the advantage also when you have a 
longer frames, you're also more stable. And when you're skating on uneven surfaces, um, stability is really important because for beginners or for the average user, safety is the next most important thing. So comfort and then safety. Well, not in any specific order, but safety and comfort are a huge concern to people that want to get into inline skating. So um, a longer frame allows you to be a lot more stable because let's say your wheel sticks out a little bit further out. So when you roll over something, let's say there's a little like piece of wood on the floor, um, as soon as you roll over it, if your wheels are shorter than your foot length, so if you have a really big foot size and really short frames, once you hit that little stick on the ground, uh, your center uh, center of balance is like above that stick. So as soon as you hit it, you're gonna like your skate is gonna stop and you're gonna uh, kind of fall forward. But if your wheels are way in front of you, um, yes, it will like it will push you forward a little bit. But because of the longer frame. Uh, first of all, you would probably roll over it because your when you when your wheel hits that whatever little thing you're rolling over rougher surface uh, because the wheel is bigger. First of all, it would roll over it a lot easier, and your balance is a lot more. It's like right over the center of your wheels, and then the front wheel doesn't have as much pressure on it, so more likely to like roll over it. Same with longer skis, just a longer base makes it more stable. So, um, I felt that in some cases when I, when I do sell 80 or 84 millimeter wheels to beginners, even though they're easy to learn how to skate and control, um, if the wheels are all tight together, then um, the frame becomes a little unstable, especially on higher speed, and especially if you hit something. Or... So that's when I almost started. Uh, I had a big dilemma whether I should recommend people slightly bigger wheels because it would be safer. But for a beginner skater, you know, putting someone on 90 millimeter wheels beginner felt uh, too, in some cases it was too difficult for people to control. So, and that's kind of like from me rotating wheels and thinking of the idea that why wouldn't they just come, you know, preset so I don't have to rotate wheels as often or they wear out more evenly, plus kind of the constant thinking of what users really need in terms of wheel size because I would sell skates and people would come back and tell me like they would give me feedback and some customers that have different size wheels and at the end of the day people come to me and they ask for advice on skates um, and I I've been skating for 20 years and running the store for eight years so I have a lot of obviously opinions what's good and what's not and I want to give them um, an, an advice that would actually work for them because if it works for them, they'll enjoy skating 
more people will do it, they'll get their friends into it, they'll end up skating more often, they'll come, you know, wear out the wheels, they'll come back for me, you know, the business will, uh, will grow. So in order to make the business survive, I have to make sure that the product that I'm selling is actually, is actually good. It's something that I truly believe in. And I do believe in the product that I sell, but I constantly get feedback from customers or, or myself or my friends. And I always, my mind always changes. There's always new products. Um, can, I always experiment with different setups. Uh, so uh, I'm constantly thinking of how the product could be better, easier to sell, more enjoyable, more so for other people than myself, because for myself, I can have fun skating anything, um, but uh, where was I? Uh, so yeah, slowly like myself, I also started using bigger wheels and started using 90s and really I was really enjoying it, and I felt that uh, that was like not the summer, the summer before. So about a year and a half ago, I was religiously on the 90s. I even made a little uh, blog article for our website because we I was skating the tricks with the 90 millimeter frames. And even though this is it's kind of like the first skate that I couldn't really do tricks in, um, even though it's called tricks. That's a joke. <laughs> um, anyway, the tricks in Big Wheels 1, um, I was using them a little bit and I was so in love with the setup. Uh, that's the setup that's in all the shots at night. And at that point, I didn't want to use my like, FRs anymore because I was so addicted to this carbon shell and the 90mm wheels. It was, yeah, it was incredible. And, and that felt to me like the best all-around setup. That felt like the setup that every person that walks into the door needs. But, first of all, that setup is six, $700. And uh, the 90mm wheels are a little challenging for beginners. And uh, the fact that it's made out of carbon good but it's also for a beginner it's really stiff and really rigid so I felt like this was the best setup for everyone but the, the two challenges <clears throat> the two challenges was the comfort for beginners and the maneuverability for beginners but if I can I realized if I can solve those two problems the comfort and the maneuverability any person would be able to enjoy the skate and this is going to be Know, the best all-purpose setup for the average user and the average surface uh, for whatever they want to do on inline skates. I felt like this would be the most honest, honest experience of inline skating to a person that wants to get into it. Once you get into it, you can go buy aggressive skates if you want to do grinds and skate in a skate park. Uh, or if you want to play hockey, you can buy a different skate. If you want to do speed skating or slalom skating, you can buy different skates that are specific for that. 
But most people that come into the door, they just want to skate. They don't even know about all the other stuff they can do with it. They want to. They just want to skate. That's good for skating. That will be comfortable. Will give them good. Uh, yeah, that they will be able to skate well in them and last for a long time and all that stuff. So. I felt that, so the way to solve that problem, not that this problem is fully solved, but is I do believe in a carbon boot with an intuition liner. That's now that I'm skating the CJ or the SX with the intuition liner, and that's what Joey and Todd and Colin, and once we discover that, you know, uh, carbon boot with intuition liner, that was a game changer. But we discovered that after we discovered the frame. So, the frame... Uh, so, I wanted to make a frame that will be for the average user, for the average purpose. And uh, that natural rocker would be that... would be... Uh, the reason, or like, it will be what will allow beginners to actually enjoy the 90s. So if a beginner gets a brand new 90, let me just repeat myself for a hundredth time here. Um, so if a beginner wants to get a pair of 90s, they wouldn't be very maneuverable unless it has, unless the front and the back wheel are a bit more worn out like a natural rocker or how eventually they would wear out. This way they will be able to move and control the skates a little bit easier. Plus because the frame is longer, bigger wheels, it will give you better shock absorption. Uh, and more stability so so that's I really wanted to make this frame because that would solve so many problems and it would uh, make people that want to skate happier and uh, I can sell more skates and make more money and uh, everyone can uh, yeah everyone wins so So then I wanted, I just wanted a company to make it. So for example, what happened with the Intuition Liner, I just went to Intuition and I really wanted a good liner. And this company is really reliable and really good. And I said, I'll help you make a liner. And I just, all I want is like, I want this product to exist on the market. So I can sell it as a store, I can use it as a skater and it will make everything better it will make enhance the experience of inline skating so they did it and it worked and it's awesome and I'm selling those liners and I'm making money and um, and uh, everyone is happy and the users are really impressed with the product and I'm glad that intuition believed in me and in skating and made a product and brought all their experience and their quality to our industry and it makes it better. Um, and uh, by the way, Intuition is super happy with kind of the response and how the skating industry has been enjoying their product. So it's all great and that means we can always work on more projects and make it even better in the future. But for the frame, um, sorry, I'm jumping back and forth here. Uh, for the frame, 
I wanted the product to exist, but no one really, uh, like I asked a few companies, but there's no company that was really into that type of frame development. Um, there is, you know, if I want to like, if I wanted to do something in aggressive skating, maybe I would talk to like Create Originals, because um, despite the fact that they have had some issues with production of the new frames, but they have really good ideas, and I do believe in this company, and uh, I think they're bringing huge value to the aggressive market, and uh, I really hope everything goes smooth with their frames, and it gets to people, because I, I really believe the product is going to be great. Um, or if I wanted to make, you know, a slalom frame, uh, but I'm not a slalom skater, so I would never want to do it. But if I wanted to do something like that, you know, Seba would probably be the company that would make the best product for slalom skating, because they, those guys are slalom skating. And if I wanted to make, uh, yeah, anyway, you get the point. But then with something like this, like a product for the for recreational use, there is no one that specializes in this type of market. Everyone makes products for, you know, if I wanted to do like a speed skating product, um, probably talk to like Bont or uh, Gino or, you know, Power Slide or some, someone who's specializing in it, been doing it for a long time. But for what I really wanted to do, no one kind of cared about this project. No one, I guess people see the recreational market, which is 80% of the people that want to do inline skating. They look at this market as, you know, that's kind of like the cheaper product. And all this specialty product is only made or mostly focused on the top, kind of top performance, like professional athletes. And, uh, so no one, yeah, it was almost me wanting someone to make a frame for, for nothing specific, um, just for the average user, but the average, average user doesn't really know what they want, so they just buy whatever is out there. But obviously as a store owner and, um, just building relationship with customers and really caring about you know how they're going to experience it and, um, I really really wanted to create this product because most of the people I deal with are not professionals and I want to make those people just as happy as I want to make professional skaters so bottom line after a long long time I realized no one is really gonna like waste their time and money to make such a frame um, and I didn't know how like how good it's gonna be I thought it's just gonna be slightly better and slightly better might just be enough so luckily in my uh, I came across this guy Dan Miller actually he's a good friend with Naomi Crick is uh, the Seba, the U.S. Seba distributor, and she's an amazing slalom skater, world famous, big big deal. So Dan Miller, he's uh, he's actually from Canada, but he's a, a rhythm skater, 
So he skates on quad skates and is freaking amazing. I was Naomi always told me that he's really good. And if Naomi says that he's good, I believed her. So I didn't even need to see his skating to know that he's amazing. And then, but then I watched some videos and was pretty impressed. And then recently I seen him in real life and I was just blown away. For real, like best, the best, best quad skater that I've seen in real life. Um, and it's funny because the way I skate now is so kind of similar, like on inline skates. Not similar, but just freedom of movement and like throwing your arms and legs around and just controlling, pushing the skates to allow, making your body move in a way that it could never move without wheels under your, your feet. Like so much speed and so much control and energy. Um, so... So, Dan Miller is an amazing quad skater, and he, actually his family is uh, from Langley, it's around Vancouver, and they make uh, parts for cars, for BMW and other cars, so, uh, but they do like, uh, yeah, custom parts for cars, and uh, so Dan, growing up, has been like a mechanic, working on cars, and, um, and uh, also like a machinist, so like he, you know, anyway, he's a really smart, creative guy, as well as an amazing skater, and uh, now he lives in Seattle, and he started his own company, so he makes, so he has a CNC machine, and he's got all the tools and everything you need, and he actually started developing his own products, he made a frame for a um, frame for like Rydell, which is the biggest company, and uh, he pretty much changed the game in terms of like, um, not changed the game, but he made a very, very innovative product um, in the way like the trucks move and everything, and he has a, also has a, a wheel company, Adonis Wheels, which uh, he has his own opinions and ideas of how the course should be, and like, what size the wheels should be for different purposes, and um, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, I'm just driving on the highway, and I'm a little worried that I might have. Uh,
long as it's still recording. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, 40, 44 minutes, not bad. Hopefully the sound is good. Okay, so, yeah, this Dan Miller dude is brilliant, uh, really, really talented in so many ways. And I've known him for maybe like three years, pretty much since, I, since I've known Naomi. And um, kind of saw, saw his like workshop grow and, you know, his product slowly grow. And uh, yeah, I really believe in what he's doing and he really proved himself. And I, uh, once I realized no one is really gonna do this frame for me, I asked him if he's gonna do it. And he's, as a skater, he saw, you know, my, I guess what I was going for and why I was doing it. And he's been extremely helpful and uh, helped me kind of develop it. And, helped me with like the design and I told him what I want and how I wanted to feel so we yeah we yeah he's pretty brilliant no bullshit he has all the machines he knows how to do it and the guy literally from the moment we talked that I had the frame ready within a week and uh, slowly we worked out all the kinks in the frame like well well, we knew that kind of I want to make a 90 millimeter frame, but I wasn't sure on the positions of all the wheels. I wasn't sure if it should be. Uh, well, when it came down to it, I had to decide if I want to have it UFS or non UFS. And I was thinking to make it non UFS at first, but uh, then I decided to do non UFS because most skates uh, are are non-UFS and they have a raised heel and that's better for skating or it's more puts you a little bit more forward and um, yeah, I still think I missed the highway with the gas station that's horrible Damn it. oh no 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 we're good we're good 23 kilometers from home I might make it uh, if not it's 20 kilometers on my wizard skates, that's uh, no problem, I can do that. So life is good, I'm not worried anymore. Okay, so yeah, so when we made the frames, we did a few tests, like well, the first frame, oh sorry, I was at uh, why I decided to make it UFS. So I decided to make it UFS because it will be closer to the ground. Even though there isn't enough skates, enough options with like really supportive carbon fiber base uh, for uh, UFS boots, but it doesn't really matter because I want the frame to be, even if the, the boot doesn't exist, even though there's amazing boots for it, um, I want to make the frame that will be the best I think it could be, and I decided that UFS would make it closer to the ground. And the other really cool thing is uh, with the the way we created the natural rocker. Because
because the second wheel is slightly, well, not smaller, the, it sits a little bit higher than the third wheel, you automatically lean forward on the second and third wheel. And because of that, it raises your heel. So that was kind of like a big discovery that we didn't realize on the first frame, because um, we made all the wheels in like a different size. Well, not a different size, but in different positions, kind of to follow that natural rocker idea. But then, as soon as it, it uh, as soon as you stand on the skate, you're on the, you're going to be on two wheels automatically. So automatically, you were on the second and third wheel, and then it put the front wheel a little bit too close to the ground and the back wheel a little bit too high, kind of like uh, like a, a centimeter higher centimeter lower compared to what I meant to do it but then once we realized that we realized that um, we are able to control the angle of the skate of the UFS boot with the with the wheel positions which uh, was like a huge revelation in my head um, and so that made more sense and on the second sample we yeah it was perfect we figure out what angle we want the skate to be and we went with like a one degree forward tilt and then by placing the second wheel a little bit uh, higher than the third wheel and that like puts you leaning forward a little bit sorry I'm not sure exactly on the measurements but that that was the idea so on the second frame we did it and then uh, from that position we made the front and the back wheel to be like one millimeter higher it's a really subtle like difference just to put it into perspective on a, a slalom rocker or like the rocker frame is usually about two millimeters different like some two millimeters height between the front and the second wheel so we did it only one millimeter so very subtle difference and the second the second version worked perfectly and was yeah was such a good frame and I used it for a month and I traveled all over and I skated and skate cross and went to Calgary and like that was the frame that I used all kind of all summer and then we even tried to make a smaller frame of 84 millimeter wheels because and I was trying to add grind plates on the side or like sliders and it worked really well but I definitely felt that the 90s felt a lot better for what I was trying to do and again that was like the average use. But the 84 with the sliders was a lot of fun because it's such a strong solid frame with natural rocker with like smooth maneuverability. Um, so we made this one and then I decided that the 90s were better. And that's when I decided also that well, they're better for me because I have a size um, 7, 8 foot and the 84s felt too small for my size. And that's when I decided that there needs to be, the, that the 90 with the natural rocker is, is kind of like the perfect size for all the smaller people, for all the smaller sizes for the average use of inline skating, for like all purpose use. And then for the larger people, I will need to have a slightly bigger, 
bigger size, which is the hundred. So, because all the people that wanted it at the time were all like all the aggressive skaters that are friends, my friends, they all were more or less similar size to me. So we made a run. Like once we figured out the frame, we made a short run of like the final product with all the like exactly how it's gonna be. For 90 millimeter wheels, and that's what I've been using. Colin, Todd, and Joey. So we made this run of six of those, and then I have like some for samples as well. So the first six samples I never sold to anyone, and just kind of have them, uh, and they have those little holes on the side so you can even put sliders on. But then on the final product. I decided to make them available in two sizes to fit different, uh, different like foot sizes, and also to, you know, if someone is looking for more speed uh, and like more shock absorption, they can go with the hundreds, um, or if they're larger foot size and if they're looking for more maneuverability, even though, even though they might be a really large foot, uh, if they're looking for more maneuverability and jumping and stuff like that. I think maybe the 90 might be better. So it gives two options. It's, you know, for the beginner, like kind of very recreational person that would walk into the store, I would probably recommend 90s up to size nine, nine and a half, and then 10 and above, uh, recommend the hundreds. To offer a, a similar experience to everyone. So, Wow, it totally went into the frame. Uh, but anyway, to bring it back, I'm driving to Kamloops and I am really excited because Joey is gonna be really testing the 100s tomorrow. And so the, the 100s we... So yeah, after that we made those, we made a run of like 100s. We made five pairs of 100s. That's the, the way we make them at this point is um, and it's like a sampling process. So we just buy uh, a block of metal. The block, the, like the metal that we use, the aluminum we use, is uh, for people that want to know. It's uh, uh, this, it's 6061 T6 series aluminum, and uh, the reason using this because that's what Dan told me I should use and he knows he said uh, that uh, uh, that's uh, like the most common type of aluminum like good quality aluminum that people would use for like uh, things like this like frames and that's like aircraft um, airplanes would use it so it's an aircraft grade aluminum the, when you go higher, like the 7000 series, sometimes is used for like speed skating, and this material is a lot stronger, but it's not as flexible as the 6061. So the 7000 might be even more expensive in terms of like the material, but it doesn't it transfers energy really efficiently, so you would get more speed. But um, it's uh, it might. It might, uh, because it doesn't have flexibility, it might crack under impact, so it has more chance of cracking, breaking. And uh, uh, 
also like you need like stronger tools I think to work on it because it's harder to cut through that metal or it might take more time to cut through it so yeah so the, the 6061 T6 is apparently the, the right thing to use and you know everyone yeah I can I googled it and it seems that yeah that sounds about right and uh, so that's what we used for the frame and we on the final samples we decided I decided not to make uh, the little holes to like put sliders because I don't want people to use this frame for grinding and if you want a frame that you can grind in there's tons of frames that are designed for that and uh, I want this to be for a very specific like purpose of skating so if you want to go skate and have fun and move in the most like natural way this is the setup if you want to grind that's not the setup And uh, I didn't want people to kind of get distracted, and also uh, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to like waste time and money on designing a plate for it at this point, so yeah, I think if we ever gonna make an aggressive frame, well, who knows, but I'm completely, there's tons of companies that make amazing frames now, and uh, yeah, so I, I don't feel that the industry is in uh, desperate need for another grinding frame. So I wanted this frame to be plain and simple just for skating. And yeah, I just wanted to strip it down to the most minimum and then see kinda what kind of skating will come out of it. Because if I put the grinding option then people are gonna try to grind and it might not really it might lose the, the actual intent of the frame. And I don't want people judging it, oh, it doesn't grind as well as this frame, well, because it's not designed for that. So I just wanted to make a product that will be the best it could be for what I want it to be. So I'm sorry for limiting that option of grinding, but I'm, if you want to grind, I think you should have a different frame. So we... Yeah, so we made five 100s and then we made a run of uh, six more 90s and now we have them ready for sale. Uh, but I'm just finalizing the, the few things and I wanted to, you know, give an option to buy the frames for people that uh, contacted me before. So there's a few early adapters and hopefully, you know, we'll see how many we have left after the early adapters decide if they want to get it or not. And then we will let it open up to the public. And as soon as it's uh, as soon as it's out to the public, like we can be making frames within a week. So we have it dialed in, like we have it working. I live in Vancouver; it's made in Seattle. But you know, we get it made in Seattle, and we ship it from Seattle because we, yeah. Anyway, so we can make it right away and ship it anywhere around the world like instantly I wasn't ready to really release it at this point because uh, you know the normal process of making a frame is you make samples of the process that we're making and it's usually really expensive to make samples because you have to like program the machines and you have to make the drawings of course and buy like certain certain tools that might 
work specifically for this job and um, yeah, figure out all the kinks. So now that all the kinks are figured out and we can make them, we managed to get the price to like a more reasonable point. Uh, but it's still extremely expensive. Um, our cost to make the frame is, you know, more than what you can buy a brand new frame of the same kind of quality um, on the market. But there is no frame like this on the market. So we, at this point, we, um, uh, at this point. Like we, a lot of people started to be like really curious about the frame, and I wasn't ready to commit and make 500 frames because the way kind of the next step, step if I want to make a high quality frame is we um, order an extrusion, which means like we're gonna take order like you have to order like 2,000 pounds of like aluminum, and that would make like I don't know like close to a thousand pairs of frames um, but the extrusion would basically be a mold of like uh, kind of like the, a close shape to that frame and after and this would make the like once we have the extrusion like the shape uh, then it will be a lot quicker to make frames and you can mass produce them like you can make 500 or a thousand because you can you won't have to use as much like machining time to cut out all this like wasted like aluminum but at this moment we're just making it out of like a solid block of metal which is technically stronger but that's not kind of the reason the reason is uh, um, we can make them in smaller quantities not invest too much money up front uh, and you know still be able to kind of test it and decide if we want to make adjustments or decide if people are actually interested in it because um, again we created a frame for a UFS boot um, so even though it's a good product for the average user even if we make tons of them it's still gonna cost like two two hundred and fifty dollars per frame um, that's kind of the, the price of let's say like close to 200 bucks of a Seba frame in a similar quality so, um, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, checking if I missed the exit. Hopefully, I didn't miss the exit and I won't run out of gas. Damn it. Sorry. Not, uh, hopefully, I get some gas soon. Uh, but I'm getting close to the end here. I want to kind of finish it. So what I want to say is, where was I? So at the moment, yeah, we weren't ready to commit and buy like a thousand frames and weren't sure if there's enough demand for something like that. So, and people, wanted it already so we decided to well we could make it uh, it's gonna be super expensive to make but if some people are interested you know like 
a lot of people started telling me, yeah, like, if what price can you sell it for at this point? So the price was really high, 400 bucks. Um, that's kind of like the price, the only price that we can really sell it with and allow this company to continue growing. Um, oh my God, don't tell me I missed the exit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the price. It's 400 US dollars and a lot of people will not be able to afford it. Damn it, I missed the exit. Um, yeah, a lot of people won't be able to afford it. Uh, but that's okay, the people, we don't have to make a lot, so we can make a few and then just supply the people that want it. And uh, hopefully those people that get it will really enjoy it. And. Uh, um, with the extra samples I have, people would be able to test it and um, create more demand and then we can make more in the future and hopefully bring it, make, make a cheaper version for people. Uh, but at this point, it's, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is and we're super happy to have the product available and there seem to be some people that are interested to pay that price. Uh, that's awesome so I don't know if I have anything to add but I'm really excited to skate with Joey tomorrow and um, I'm really excited for people to try this product and thank you so much for listening and that's it that's it <laughs>